It's episode 8 of the Not So Bon Voyage podcast, and we just got married! And on today's episode, we tell all the crazy stories from our last week in Mexico, including impounded golf carts, getting choked out for twerking, and almost missing your flight. Strap in, and let's go. And then the train got lost. How does the train get lost when it's on rails? I just want to get out there, in the wild. Well, it was in the itinerary. I mean, adventure, it's calling. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been excellent. Ahoy! Hola, amigos! Hola, voyagers! And welcome back to the Not So Von Voyage podcast. I'm Jules. I'm Christine. And we've had a bit of a break. Yes, we are in Mexico and... We are cracking a beer because... It's fiesta time. It's happy hour. It's happy hour over here in Mexico. It's three o'clock. It's three o'clock. That's basically happy hour. Yeah, I mean, it's five o'clock probably in another part of Mexico. It's five o'clock somewhere else in Mexico. First of all, we want to welcome back all our voyagers for bearing with us over the last couple of weeks because we've had a bit of a break because, Christine... I got married. Oh. <laughs> Just kidding. We, we got, got married. married. And we got married in Mexico and we're still in Mexico and the fiesta has not finished. But we just and had we're to, still married. And we're still married. One week. Woo. One week down and we're killing it right now. And we just thought we had to get on and jump on the podcast because, first of all, a lot of people asking us what happened. They think we've stopped. Obviously, we're not going to do that. We love this podcast. We love our voyages. We love our listeners. It's been such an amazing journey. And we're going to keep it going. We know you missed us. We know you missed us. We know. We had to just admit it. We had to just admit it. Oh, where's the episodes? Where are the episodes? Guys, we got married. We're partying. We needed some time. We had to get married. We had a lot of friends in town. Destination wedding is intense. It is Not going to lie. Very fun. Not a vacation. Not a vacation. A lot of people in town, friends, family, people you haven't seen in 15 years. Felt like a job. Felt like a job, but the actual wedding day was perfecto. Amazing. So we're going to talk a little bit about the wedding, but this today's episode is actually going to be about the wedding. It's going to be themed around the wedding because when you have 60 people travel to one location, there is always bound to be some stories. And let me tell you, we got some stories. Shit went wrong. It certainly <laughs> for did. Our guests. For Sorry, our guests. Sorry, guys. It was pretty It was pretty good for us, actually. It was great for us. I mean, well, we had a couple of things. We had a couple we're of mishaps. We're going to get to that. We'll we get to it. So today's episode is going to be a little bit different. In the news is going to be in our news. Yes. And our main travel stories are going to be about some of our crazy guests who came from all over the world. We had people from all over California, from St. Louis, from other parts of the US, Australia. from Singapore, from Melbourne, Australia. So we've had some people travel some distances, 60 people. There's a couple of crazy stories. We're going to jump into those today. So first of all, let's take a sip of our beers because cheers, cheers. to us. Chin, One week chin. of marriage. I've got a Tecate. I'm drinking a Pacifico. Oh, how delightful. And it is delicious. It is an icy cold. And, you know, you might hear some noises today on the podcast because we're set up in a little room that's not very well soundproofed. There's some motorbikes to the side. There's waves crashing, but you're going to get an authentic Mexican experience. My voice is a bit raspy, you might notice as well. That's from two weeks of indulging in some festivities with our friends. So, it's going to be the Muy Atentico podcast. Muy Atentico. We might throw in a couple of Spanish words, you know, because we're basically fluent now. Hablamos. Hablamos Espanol. 
Uh, you might hear some motorbikes. You might hear the popsicle man. You might hear the churro man. If we hear the churro man, we are going to take a pause and run out there and get some churros. 100%. Um, but basically, we're in Mexico and we're rolling with the homies. Yeah. So our wedding was last week, 9th of November. It was a very special day. We had, like I said, we had a lot of people come out. It was fucking hot. It was so hot, it you had guys. To be- oh my God. Since we've been in Salita, because we're still here where we got married, we're never leaving. Just we're kidding. Never leaving. Um, but it's so much cooler now. I'm pretty sure our wedding day was the hottest day. Oh, yeah. It was the hottest day ever. Our first look, we were just completely sweaty. First we were sweat. just like, oh my God, you look nice. Also, it's really, really hot. Yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, I'm so oh excited to see you for the first time in your wedding dress. Can we please go inside now? <laughs> Where's the AC? Where's the AC? It, was, it, it was unbelievably sweaty. But everything was perfect. We, got, we had our ceremony on the beach. We were in the sand. The poor groomsmen were facing the sun. All I could see was them lined up behind Jules. Squinting. Sweating their faces off. Yeah, because we're in tight pants and shirts. And you Long guys are in dresses. Yeah, I and had a, squinty I had a eyes. It was just, it was a whole thing. Yeah. But then after that, we went under this little canopy. The thing is, there was no breeze. There was no breeze. So we were just. That was a problem. But it got primal. It got crazy. We it were was under very the branches, primal. under the trees. It was, I mean, it was stunning. It was set up. We'll put some, we'll put some photos on our socials. Yeah. But we were sweating, and every, it was so hot and so sweaty that everybody just went fuck it. Like it wasn't like you were the one sweaty person and right. you felt self conscious about being sweaty, so you wanted to like, oh no, I can't dance because I'm too sweaty. Like literally, everybody was dripping in sweat. People were getting down. People, people were getting open, dirty. People were opening their shirts. Like everybody was dripping. So. You just couldn't be self-conscious about being sweaty because everybody was sweaty and it just turned into some kind of animalistic, tribal... It was beautiful. It was beautiful. But today we're not here to talk about everything that was beautiful because our podcast... If you want podcast, to hear the whole story, let me know because I'll dish about it forever. Christine would love to talk about it. Today we're here to talk about everything that went wrong because that's what Woo! this podcast is about. And, you know, we like to talk about the fun stuff and the things that go right. But let's be honest, you guys here are here to listen to what went wrong because that's what it's about. That's what this podcast is about because it's, it's, it's more interesting. Who wants to hear about what went right? Oh, it was magical. No. No. This, is what, this is what went wrong. So first of all, we're going to start off in the news. Today's special in the news is going to be brought to you by Christine and Jules, the recently newlywed couple. Not Mr. and Mrs. Hatfield, though. I am not taking Jules's last name. People are confused. Our wedding person did not know how to announce us. But it's 2019. I don't need to do it. Soon we'll be saying it's 2020. It's almost 2020. (gasps) Oh, my God. Don't remind me. It's so crazy. Okay, so what went wrong for us? I'm telling you, it actually went pretty smooth. But we did have a couple. All things considered. Uh, I did have... So basically, we first arrived in Puerto Vallarta. We had... Oh, forgot to turn off my notifications. That could... Is that our in the news sound? Yeah. Ping. Okay, so a lot of things went well, but what went wrong for us? What'd you say? A lot of things went well. Okay. Did I stutter? I was swallowing my yeah, beer. Yeah, you said rel. Yeah, they went rel. It's They're right, pretty rel. It's like a mix between right and well. I like it. What went wrong for us? When we first arrived in Puerto Vallarta, we had a week with my parents before we moved to Salita and the real wedding festivities started, but we still had some crazy times there. We went out one night and we had we went to maybe a few questionable establishments. 
Yes. Yes. How, how, what is the rating of this podcast episode, I wonder? Well, it's always we, explicit. We had some interesting... Uh, we went to a gay bar... No, gay strip bar. Yeah, gay strippers. We didn't know it was such an establishment. There's nothing wrong with that, obviously. Um, we didn't have any gay people in the group, but we went anyway. Um, there was a shower in the corner and a naked man, and he was doing things in the shower. It was a whole thing. It, was we, a whole it will thing. not soon be forgotten by was- the group of uh, seven Aussies, Aussie men that were with us, and then me. <laughs> it was it was a whole thing, but yeah. th- that's not something that went wrong. It was just funny. Yeah, <laughs> no, that went right. I mean, that went as, that went pretty much. It was quite a show. It was quite a show. Uh, then we went to another show, a different kind of show, and we went to a couple of establishments. And I woke up in the morning and had a $750 charge to Nordstrom on my credit card pending. Uh, I thought it was $900. $950. Wow. Yep. That's I a lot it. of money I for Nordstrom. I had an email from American Express going, uh, so uh, did you try and buy a $950 coat from Nordstrom last night at 3 o'clock in the morning online? Uh, did you? Maybe I did. That would be a, that would be a funny tw- turn of events yeah. if you actually look at your browser history and you're like, oh shit, I really did. Actually, buy that turns coat. out that I got so drunk that one of the girls actually convinced me to buy her a coat. A buy like a fur coat. A fur coat, shipped it to her dress. Uh, so that so that was a little that was a great start to the trip. My credit card got partially blocked, so I couldn't use that anymore for online. Got to get a new one. Shout out to American Express though, they were on top of it. Nice. They actually don't make you. Give them a travel notice. They think their security is so high tech that they'll just go. Well, they blocked the charge. So that's they blocked good. the charge. So that was the first thing. It was hot. We. Oh, or what hot. about your hair and makeup? Oh, okay. So we're going straight to the wedding. Well, Should we I, do all the pre-wedding stuff first? The pre-wedding stuff. Well, I just thought that would go, yeah, okay, let's do that. I was gonna, just going to do what went wrong for us, but I think we should just do more chronological. I think chronological. Okay. So that was the start of the trip. But our flight actually was pretty good compared to uh, our friend Ashley's flight. Our flight was good. So we flew in about a week and a half before the wedding. Everything was all good. And then pretty much throughout the week, the next week, everybody started to filter in, fly in at different times. We had a couple of people join us from Australia early. And one of those was my brother and his partner, Ashley. Now, Australia is quite a long flight away from Mexico. To be exact, it is 14 hours direct from Melbourne to Los Angeles, and then after a changeover, about three hours down to Puerto Vallarta. And poor Ashley had probably one of the worst flights I've ever heard of, obviously apart from the ones that crashed, because it didn't crash. Uh, yeah. We've told some pretty bad stories about <laughs> yeah. planes. So, okay, so this is definitely not the worst. It's a step up from crashing. It's a step up from crashing, but I, if I was on this plane, I probably would have preferred to, it to have crashed. This is the worst flight I've ever heard of. Yes, that didn't crash. That didn't crash. Yes, so, sorry. Ashley took off from Melbourne to flying LA. Flying by herself. Flying by herself, 14 hours. From the moment they took off into the moment they landed, she had turbulence the whole way. The, the whole way. The whole time. The whole time. Okay, so like it was a bit rocky. No, turbulence the whole way. 14 hours of turbulence. 14 hours. The turbulence was so bad. How bad was it, Christine? The turbulence was so bad. How bad was it? It was so bad that they didn't. nobody on the plane got fed snacks or drinks or anything. The turbulence was so bad that the seatbelt sign was on the whole time and the food carts didn't make their way down the aisle once. 14 hours with no food and drink because the turbulence was so bad that the flight attendants weren't allowed to get up and walk 
through the plane. That must, oh my God. Can you imagine? I oh. would be starving. I would, I think I would pass out. So I'm a, I've become over the years more of an anxious flyer. Whenever turbulence hits, I'm always the one gripping onto Christine. If we had 14 hours, I think I would die. Well, I think I would die. Ashley apparently was scrolling through her phone, the photos on her phone, saying, looking at all her loved ones and thinking, oh my God, this is the end. It's the end. If I didn't have something like, like 10,000 milligrams of Valium or something like that to chill me out, I mm-hmm. honestly think that I would be so destroyed from sitting up. Like, I don't think I'd be able to fly again. I'd be so distraught. Apparently, they weren't even supposed to go to the bathroom. Oh. Which is crazy. Were you supposed to piss your pants? I don't know. She said she did go to the bathroom, but you were, you were supposed to stay in your seat the you, whole 14 hours. You would probably piss your pants, though. Yeah, Because even if you made it to the bathroom, I mean, for you, it's a lot easier because you, you guys sit down to pee. But as a man standing up there, you ever stood in a, in a flight and it's moving around? And you know, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so if you ever see that splash of pee on the floor, you know. I've seen that on non-turbulent flights. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's just, that happens all the that's time. That's just guys with bad aim. Yes. So anyway, so shout out to Ashley. Poor Tara- thing. And she also put on a movie thinking it might be helpful to distract her. And she put on, I don't know if it was, it was some movie about a dog. And the dog dies at the end. I won't tell you what the title of the movie is, so it's not a spoiler. But the dog dies at the end. And poor Ashley is such a dog lover. She was just sitting there crying watching this movie in this Starving. turbulence. Starving, so thirsty, looking at photos of her loved ones on her phone alone. I mean, I can't think of a worse flight than that. But she survived. She got the she got the transfer down from Los Angeles to Puerto Vallarta, and she met us, and she was so excited. And yeah, she and deserved she all up, the margaritas. And she deserved all the margaritas, and so we went out. We went out to celebrate. We were cruising around the streets of Mexico, and as Christine just said, Ashley is a big dog lover. And what does she see? One of her first encounters in the streets of Mexico. Such a cute little dog on the street. So she goes cute. up to pat it, and the dog fucking bites her on the finger and oh. draws blood. She was probably out in Mexico for about five minutes, and that happened. And this dog bites her on the finger, runs off, and actually breaks skin to the fact that she bleeds. Yes. She has to... I mean, she put this. We didn't talk. We didn't, on it. we didn't talk rabies at the time, but I asked the pharmacist, and they said it was totally fine. Totally fine. No yeah. rabies. No rabies. No she rabies. did have to put this purple concoction on her finger that dyed her finger purple the rest of the week. But small price to pay. Yeah, it was hilarious. That purple stuff did not come off. It she literally did. Off. She get a mani- manicure. Yes, she got a manicure. They she scrubbed her finger. She literally put everything for a week, leading up to the wedding. Could not get this purple Still purple. And then on her flight out, I'm just going to skip to that because while we're on the subject, on her flight out, she flew out of L.A. And there were thunderstorms and lightning in L.A., which never happens. So her flight was delayed, leaving L.A. So basically... Never fly with Ashley. Never fly with Ashley. We love you, Ash. (laughs) We love you, Ash, but we're never flying with you. That... uh, that reminds me of the time that we probably one of the worst flights I've ever had, or you were on as well. It was about a year ago, flying into Mexico City in the middle of a hurricane. Oh, it was awful! And we were flying with the whole flight got a little bit of turbulence, a bit of rocky. But as we were getting into Mexico, closer to where the hurricane was in the Gulf of Mexico, it was just piercing down with rain, like full on smashing down. And we were 
it was night, it was dark, it was hammering with rain and winds, and we were getting close to landing, uh, wheels down, everything, the whole speech, the whole shebang. We were so close that we could see the runway. And just before we were about to touch down, the plane took off again, just like boost, hit the boosters, took off, and we're like, and just basically launched again. And I was like, okay, what the fuck's going on here? And I'm here, here I am, I hate flying anyway, so I'm like holding on to going, okay, pilot doesn't say anything. He's like, yeah, you know, going to make a fly, you know, the pilot talk, I'm going to fly. Indecipherable. Indecipherable, and it's in Spanish. So he does a little well. He does a little welter. I was welter. That's the Spanish. He does a little turn. Takes about fifteen minutes. Goes again. He's like, "Oh, we're gonna have another crack at landing." Doesn't really keep us in form, which is which is what I hate the most. Goes down again. I'm telling you, he gets even closer. I could see people on the runway. I could see the lights. We I reckon we would have been about ten meters off the runway. Literally hit the gas again. Took off again, and didn't land. By this stage, my heart is pumping bursting out of my chest. I think I've dug my fingernails through the metal seat holders into Christine. And then he finally tells us that if he can't land a third time, he's going to try this special maneuver that's completely safe. And if he can't land the third time, he's going to have to go and find another airport to land. They also made an announcement. They were like, just as a reminder, in the event of an emergency, please leave your bags and da-da-da. And we are like, Oh, okay. Thank you for that. Yeah. So don't tell me why you've tried to land twice and haven't been able to. But but yeah, sure. Tell us again in the case of an emergency. Seriously. No worries. Oh my God. We did finally land, but it was terrifying. Yeah. We did some kind of side maneuver to get in and I... Yeah. And then we had the whole... We had the classic Latin American thing when you land, everyone's like... Yeah. Everybody claps. Everybody claps. You know, We you clapped the, we, because oh, yeah. thank God we were on the ground. I clapped. I was like, I'm clapping now. Yeah, we're clappers I'm now. I'm thanking someone. Yeah. It was crazy. It was crazy. Um, moving on to our, our next guest, because we've got some more flying stories. Yes. We, well, actually, no, we're, we're, we're telling this chronologically. We're telling it chronologically. Okay. My parents almost didn't make their flight. Yes. Which so, is not that surprising. We're still at the, we were still at the first part of the trip. This is People before the arriving. wedding started. People arriving. Let me paint the picture of the Williams family. Oh, it's a colorful picture. It's a colorful picture. This is my family. This is Christine's family. In case you family. don't know. Well, it's, it's our family Oh, now. sorry. It's our family now. You're stuck with I'm us I'm stuck now. with them now. The Williams family has a very special way of traveling. They have a kind of it'll always work out mentality, which it does. And it always does. And it always does, but not without a few headaches and a few stresses added added. To the adventure. Some blood, sweat, and tears. Which, when you look back on, always make good stories. Mm-hmm. Thank you for this podcast. But at the time, can be a little bit stressful. So your parents were on the way to the airport. Well, my mom was getting ready. They had an early flight. And she thought my dad was up getting ready. She saw he was in his room. He had the light on and whatnot. And she you know, saw he was getting up. She went downstairs to organize the bags Went upstairs when it was time to leave. He was asleep. He was back asleep. And she's like, move it or lose it. it. We're literally going to be late. I'm going down without you. There was some situation. He didn't have a shirt like for the wedding, some sort of button-down shirt situation. I think they were halfway to the airport. Oh, that's what it was. They were halfway to the airport when they realized that they didn't that have dad his hadn't shirt. packed his shirt. Yes. So they turned the car around. The Uber. The Uber. Yeah, they didn't drive it. They didn't. They weren't driving Uber. 
They we were not driving the Uber. They got the Uber to turn around. They went back. I would have just said, fuck the shirt. Who needs the shirt? Better to get on the plane. And so they ran back. They got the shirt. They came back in. They literally made the last, last, last check-in by one minute, the woman told them. The woman told them. So they got to the airport. There was one person in line in front of them. The person in line in front of them was taking a long time. They were being extremely slow. My parents were freaking out because they had bags to check. And my dad is just rolling the bags behind him and goes up to the counter and says, we have to get to Puerto Vallarta. <laughs> oh, my God. And if you know my father, it is a hilarious image. Finally, the woman helped and she said, I have one minute to check you in or I cannot do it. One minute, 60 seconds. Oh my God, I would have been freaking Wouldn't out. Wouldn't have it any other way. Apparently, the passport scanner stopped working. It was all these issues, but they finally got him checked in and on their flight, but not without a lot of stress, I can imagine. Yeah. So they get into Puerto Vallarta. We, they organize a, um, a car, takes him out to Sayulita. Sayulita is about, about an hour. They stop at the pharmacy on the way. They buy a couple things. Well, they attempt to buy a couple of things. They attempt to buy a couple of things. They never told their bank that they were traveling. Williams family travel. Um, And so they were blocked from purchasing anything. But then later they noticed that there was an $11,000. $1,100. I thought it was $11,000. It was a large amount of U.S. dollars on their bank charged from the pharmacy when they got to Sayulita. So then my mom had to deal with all that. So it was just a crazy trip all around for them. And then there was the bank issues. There was the internet issues. Uh, little, the whole thing. Just a little travel takeaway. And, uh, Gigi, I know you're going to be listening to this. So just for the future trips and for everybody else, when you go away, you generally need to tell your banks that you're going away. Tell them. Tell them. It's actually quite easy. With Charles Schwab, I know, for instance, for one of our bank cards, you actually do it via the app. You literally just go onto it and you issue a travel notice and say, I am going to Mexico from this date to this date. And then when you get to Mexico and you try and use your card, they go, oh, that's right. You told me you're going to Mexico instead of, oh, what the fuck's this? And then they block your card. And then you're stuck in Mexico with no card and no way to get money out. So tell your banks. Tell your banks. Yes. But other than that, the Williams family was pretty smooth. Surprisingly so. In although we do have a story for post wedding. Post wedding. We do have a we do have a the Williams family of travel doesn't just stop at Christine's immediate family. It extends It extends the, far and wide. It extends far and wide to other Williamses all around the US. All around the globe. And we're gonna get to that story in a little bit of time. But before we do it is your story time. My story time. I yeah. have a couple of stories. Did you hear about Jillian getting choked out at the club? I, I did hear that story, but I didn't quite understand it. I, Jillian actually sent me a voice recording, so I could just play that. But then I, I think I need to be the one to tell it. That's how this works, right? Yeah. So they were at a bar in town in Sayulita. Jillian is a friend of ours who's, who was a guest. Jillian is a great friend of ours. She is a guest. She is an amazing dancer. She's been dancing all her life. Most Ooh, currently, she has been dancing the art of pole. She is very talented. She is an exotic dancer and does the dancing in the style of exotic dancing. Um, she is also a very big twerker. She's very into twerking. If you don't know what that is, you can YouTube it. 
So she's at this everybody bar. Must know, everybody surely knows Does what Does everybody twerking. know what it is? Surely everybody knows what twerking People is these days. People over the age of 60? Uh, if you don't know what twerking is, let us know. Let us know. We have a, I would actually love to know if you don't know what Christine it is. Christine will send you a video. I'll send you a video, not of me. Yeah. I'll send you a video of somebody else. Of Maybe of Jillian. You know what? If you don't know what twerking is, we will send you a video of the twerk shop. At Burning Man. Yes. It's great. So Jillian is at this bar in Silito. It's one of our favorite bars we've been going to. They had DJs that night. They had a little dance floor. Place on the corner? Yes. Yes. And... They had people, apparently these DJs were really good. Everybody was having a great time. Locals, foreigners, tourists, everybody, expats. It was a mixed group. And Jillian starts dancing in front of the DJ area. She's She likes to have, you know, her moment of, of glory on the dance floor. So Fortnite, she's, work it, girl. she's telling work people it, girl. to back up. She's you making it, some space. Uh, and the DJs, she's like, oh, can I do a dance for you? And the DJs are like, woo, yeah, dance. And so she's going into this routine. Ugh. She's twerking and doing all this stuff. And she goes into the splits. She can do the splits amazingly. She's twerking in the splits. And all of a sudden, this small, uh, she thinks she was a Mexican woman. You know, it's hard to tell. You can't really necessarily tell who somebody is by how they look. But this small woman, older woman, comes up, basically grabs her by the neck, lifts her up, and says, like, we don't do that here. We don't dance like that here. And is just calling her, like, puta, puta, puta. Um, Which means... It could mean, it can in this mean, context, I think it means more like whore. Yeah, but it can mean bitch or yeah. so, various things. It's, it's not a pleasant word to be called. It's not a nice word. Um, Jillian was taken aback because everybody else at the club seemed like they were really having fun. And it was like, you know, just a fun environment. And this lady lost it's a party, it on her. It's a party town. It's a, and it's a it's party, a party town. Yeah, for sure. And this lady apparently lost it at her and was like up in Jillian's face. Um, and then Jillian's husband came up and was trying to like say you know back off lady this lady's much younger boyfriend who i guess was about 40 years her junior came up and this one was quite old this woman was definitely older and apparently her boyfriend was quite young looking okay um and it just became this big old mess and the lady was basically just calling her a whore and like (laughs) trying to choke her out yeah right um but there jillian and Artie, her husband are pretty uh chill people so they were just like we're leaving don't worry about it we're leaving okay uh see see you tomorrow for the show yeah exactly so that was jillian if you want us we'll be at this other bar (laughs) yeah they just move bars yeah so that i don't think i feel like jilly wouldn't be too phased by this she seemed fine but good yeah. story. Yeah, getting choked out at a bar. Um, <laughs> in Mexico. In Mexico. While you're down here for a wedding. Exactly. Having a little bit of fun. Next thing you know, getting choked out by an older Mexican lady. It happens. It happens. I need to take a Pacifico break. Okay. Well, this will be a great time to thank our sponsors. Pacifico. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't have sponsors. We don't do that. We might in the future, but not now. If you want to sponsor our podcast, let us know. You can do that. You can probably tell that this has been a little bit of a different format today than we usually do. We just we just really just wanted to jump on. We actually really miss the podcast and we miss just being able to jump on and chat our people that are loving and listening to this. And we actually had, even though the last couple of weeks we haven't even released an episode, we've been getting more views than ever. People have been finding us, people have been messaging us. And so we've been hanging to get back on. 
We promise that next week's episode will be we'll be we'll get back to the format. We've got we've got some really fun ideas coming up in the works over the next couple of weeks, like little segments and things like that we want to bring that's going to get a lot more audience involvement. For people who have told their story to us, don't worry, they're coming, they're coming, they're coming. We just needed to get an episode out there and we just needed to just get back in touch with you guys. Yeah. Plus we had so many fun stories from the wedding. We just wanted to yeah, tell it's like them. a little it's like a little wedding special. It's kinda of a little a mini sode. Yeah, it's like it might be, yeah. I mean it could be could be longer. Could who be knows? feature length. Yeah, it could be. All right, so let's jump into it. Let's keep it. Let's, let's keep, keep it rolling. Ro- keep rolling. Let's keep it rolling. Oh like, good segue. Like a, like good, a Golf, golf cards. Okay, so the town of Sayulita is relatively small. Uh, it's pretty easy to get around, pretty easy to walk. Unlike other places around the world, you know, Asia, you can rent scooters and things like that. Here, you can rent golf carts because the town is, it is small, but if you're walking around it all the time, a golf cart, we'll admit, it's pretty handy. So handy. It's not super necessary, but it's definitely handy. Plus, so fun to drive. Plus, so it's fun to drive. So we, you can get a four or a six seater golf cart. You can cruise around town. It's much easier to get around from spot to spot because we had a lot of guests in town that were staying all over the place. We were organizing things. We rented a golf cart for a few days. It was amazing. It was good fun. We got to load it up with beers and drive from house to house. Some of our friends got golf carts as well. Everything went very smoothly until what, Christine? The a few days after the wedding. We were having breakfast with both of our parents at our hotel, and our friends show up completely frazzled, and they're like, we just spent three hours with the police dealing with getting impounded, the golf carts getting impounded. And we were like, what in the world? So apparently, our group of friends had two golf carts, and they were stopped by the police for going the wrong way down a one-way street. Now, let me, let, me, okay. let me paint the picture of Sailita. This town is a very small town. It it's, doesn't run a, a normal grid of streets. It's got pedestrian street, walk-only streets. It's got one-way streets, cobblestone streets. Some of the streets are just constantly flooded with water. You cross a river. You cross a bridge. Like in a town that probably takes you 15 minutes to walk east to west, this town, you go off-road into about three or four different terrains. It's very confusing driving-wise. And there are a lot of one-way streets, and they literally have the smallest signs ever that tell you whether it's one way or not. So Super confusing. And so this is just, I feel like it's a racket. Well, okay. So our friends were driving down the street with their two golf carts. They were going the wrong way, and they got pulled over by the cops. They were told to be on, to go on the side of the road, that their golf carts were going to get impounded, that it was going to be a lot of money, all these issues. And a few other people had been pulled over for the same reason. Uh, and a few one locals person, in motorcycles. Well, there were locals, there were tourists. So they saw a local getting pulled over and I think a car. And the policeman just gave them a ticket and sent them on their way. So they thought they were being targeted because they were tourists. Because why would they have to impound the golf carts? Why couldn't they just get a ticket? But Which, apparently, not, and we're not questioning the the uh, legitimacy of the Mexican authorities. But in some places around the world, these some of these tourist towns is a bit of a tourist trap. Yes. So apparently, the problem was that if you get pulled over, usually they take your license plate, and then you go to the 
police station, I guess, later, you get the ticket, and then you go and pick up the license plate later, unless and you give you them can, money. Unless you can pay the fine on the spot, or what is the deal? Um, unless you don't have license plates on your golf okay. cart, which was the problem. So their rental golf carts did not have license plates. Do, do golf carts usually have I have no idea. I keep meaning to check the one we had. I have not seen one golf cart with license plates on. Have you been looking? No. Exactly. So, uh, who knows? I mean, apparently they're supposed to have uh, license plates, but we don't know. So, it's a group of our, I don't know, I think there were like eight of our friends, none of whom speak Spanish. Four in each golf cart, yeah. Trying to deal with this cop, trying to figure out a way to not have to go to the impound lot and pay a ton of money. And it was like this whole big thing. They were on the side of the road, confused. The cop was saying they would definitely have to impound them. Uh, but luckily, two of our Spanish-speaking friends, who were also guests of the wedding, happened to be walking by from breakfast at the exact same time. And they were like, oh, shit, we had to help our friends because these gringos don't know any Spanish. So luckily, Jairus stumble and Tony... Your way, stumble your way through a police negotiate. Now, our Spanish is pretty good. We're not fluent, but I still would not want to be in that situation where you've got... The authorities trying to clamp down on you. Especially on the, your last day. Like, some of them needed to get to the airport. Some of them, it was their second to last day. Some of them haven't slept in three days. They didn't have any margaritas yet. They were just, they just wanted to chill. So, luckily, Jairus and Tony were walking by, and they got to be the translators and help them figure out what the heck was going on with the cop. So, basically, Jairus talked to the cop, and the cop literally said... I would usually just take some money, hint, hint, wink, wink. Uh, but at this point, a large crowd had started to form around them and people were watching the situation. And he said that if he accepted money now from them, that he would appear weak and he needed to appear strong and powerful wow. in front of the people. That was the gist of the translation. Basically, he's like, fuck, this crowd's formed man me now i can't take a bribe right now i gotta do my job yeah so people are actually watching so he actually has to do his job which is unfortunate because our friends would have rather just give him some money and not had to deal with all that but you know it is what it is so eventually the golf cart owners the rental company came and talked to the cop and apparently one of the golf cart owners was a very uh, had a lot of friends in high places. So he pulled out his little red notebook that had the number of pretty much anyone important in this town. Okay, who we got? Who, who we, we in got? trouble let with today? Let me see. Let me see. So he's got police, his... ambulance, fire. Exactly. Chief of police. I know him. Yep. I mean, that's exactly what happened. Do you know this? the rest of the story? No, I don't. Okay. Well, you pretty much just guessed it. Oh, really? So the owners, they're watching the owner sit there making a bunch of phone calls. And eventually he gets through to the cop's boss. And apparently this cop was actually pretty high up in the ranks. So I don't know if the cop's boss was the um, police chief, but he was obviously El Jefe. El Jefe. Um, so the golf cart owner gets the guy on the phone, hands the phone over to the cop saying, I have your boss on the line. And apparently the cop was like, what? No, you don't. Oh, hola, Jefe. <laughs> Hi, boss. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so the golf cart cool, owner cool, 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 cool. was able to kind of smooth things over. Um, and they actually did go to the impound lot with him, the golf cart owner, our friends, and the cop. And the golf cart owner actually also knew the impound people. It was this like guy, his brother-in-law. This guy's connected. Yeah. I mean, it's small Mexican town. You kind of 
get to know everybody, I think. So they knew he knew the impound people. So our friends only had to pay 400 pesos per cart, which is about 20 US dollars. About 20 dollars. Yeah. And that it was supposed to originally cost anywhere from 5,000 to 8,000 pesos. Whoa. So that was a substantially big bigger number. Yes. So, yes. Now, yes. we don't want to go into math. Because no, actually, I, I feel like I could do this math. So it would have been anywhere from 250 to... Sorry, I just burped because I've been drinking beer. <laughs> Apologies. It would have been anywhere from 250 to $400 per cart, as opposed to $20 per cart. Wow. Yeah, so they got off so much easier. Damn um, Yeah. And apparently, uh, during the whole debacle, our friend Jillian, you may remember her from the twerking episode. She was twerking, twerking with the story. police? Uh, she was not twerking with the police, but before our, but at some point she was going up to cop and like arguing and like trying to talk to him, trying to negotiate. And, uh, and apparently the cop to- talked to Jairus, who is our Spanish speaking friend, and basically said, you need to shut her up or I'm going to arrest her and take her to jail. All right. So they were like, Jilly, shut up. <laughs> that could have been a fun story. That would, so that this story is called Jilly, Jilly Almost Goes to Mexican Jail. <laughs> oh, you labeled, you, you named the uh, stories. Actually, my, our friend Corey, who uh, relayed the story to me on Facebook Messenger, she gave me the name, okay. the idea for the name. So you still technically haven't named any of your stories. I named that one, basically. Yeah, via Corey. So they got very lucky, and when we saw them, they said the whole thing took three hours. I don't know if I actually believe that timing, but it definitely took at least like an hour and a half, and apparently it was a whole big debacle. Wow. So if you're in Salita in a golf cart, go the right way. Yeah, you actually have to be careful in those golf carts because we had some other people. I think it might have even been it might have been Scott or someone. I could just be naming people now, but there were some other people who were in a golf cart. Oh, I also just burped. Sorry for that. We should maybe not drink beer when we do a podcast. Wine only. Wine only. Or margaritas. Ooh, margaritas. Good Next idea. Podcast, Next podcast, we'll probably record another one in Mexico margaritas. on our honeymoon. Because we're workaholics. And we'll drink margaritas. And we'll drink margaritas. So there was another golf cart a few days earlier. So they, they have four and six seaters, but they're very adamant about the fact that you shouldn't take more than the, requ- the the limit because the golf carts don't have the best suspension and the roads here are fucking terrible. And of course, if you've got five or six people and you're in a golf cart, you want to give extra people a lift. So some of the people were actually taking, I think it was six or seven people around on a golf cart and they purposely knew that they were going to drive past the people that they rented the golf cart from so they purposely thought let's go around the corner and try to avoid uh bumping into the store because the guy might not be happy so as they tried to do the sneaky and turn around the corner they actually realized that on the other street that they drove past was the golf cart depot and the owner was standing right there and just looked at us went you guys have got way too many people on there and so he hit them up and he said to them that Usually, the fine is 50 US dollars per person extra on the cart. Uh, per person? Per person. So That's they had like crazy. two or three people. That's a racket. That is a racket. So they had like three people extra. I think they had seven on a cart. So the guy was trying to get 150 bucks. And they went back and forth. In the end, they settled on $50. But they had to pay them $50. 50 wow. US dollars. That is cray cray. Yeah. Better than per person. Yeah, I know. Those golf carts are a bit of a trap. Actually... While we're on the golf cart thing, I think one of our friends and uh, lost the key to their golf cart. Now, this is just a normal shitty-ass key 
that you can probably just get cut in a hardware store for 50 cents. I think they got charged $40 for a lost key. Wow. So that's a racket as well. Well, maybe they changed the lock on the golf cart. No, no. This is the key to, to the get ignition. Stu- yeah, the ignition. Can they change that? No, they would have like 5,000 copies of each key. It's yeah, just, but maybe they're worried somebody would find the key and steal it. Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I reckon it's all pretty, pretty tight knit in here. Everybody knows the That's the true. Vehicle. So the golf cart. So if you come to Sailita, golf carts are great. They'll probably try and charge you 50 bucks a day for them. We got them down to 40. It's still very expensive. Yes, but if you but split it with it, a few people, it's worth it. Uh, but just be careful. There are some hidden fees. Don't hidden drive fees. the right way. Don't have extra people on, or if you do, don't get caught. And don't try and do Tokyo Drift around the corner and crash them into a a pack of signs like I did. Good idea. That's another little story that uh, I don't need to go into a lot of detail with. But let's just say pretty self explanatory. Let's just say that the golf cart is fine after a little bit of home repair, and and everybody was fine. And that old sign that I crashed into is basically begging to be replaced anyway. So, Mm, well, there you go. So there you go. Golf carts. Golf carts. And on the day of the wedding, everything went smoothly, except my hair and makeup people were over an hour and a half late. Mm. There is only one road from Puerto Vallarta to Sayulita, and there was a crash on it, and they couldn't get any service. So when I called and emailed and WhatsApped and texted and everything them, I did not get any response, and they were over an hour and a half late, which is fine. Like, they couldn't didn't get service, and the... There was an accident, but I was literally shaking because it was the day of the wedding and I didn't have anyone to do my hair and makeup. And here we were, the boys in the other, in a, an adjoining room that got ready in five minutes. Oh, so much including easier to be showers. a boy. So much easier. Oh, good times. Good times. What a wedding. Great and then, wedding. And then we had the wedding and everything was great. It went fantastic and... Our friends hung around for a couple of days and we drank margaritas on the beach and we danced the night away and swam in a pool and everything was fun. And then slowly, one by one, our friends departed the lovely town of Sailita and we said goodbye to them. And and then Christine's auntie, Alan, who came in from St. Louis, Missouri, Missouri, was said goodbye to us and went off to the airport and was approached by the immigration staff and they said... Good afternoon, ma'am. Did you pack your bag? No, they said what did they, say? they I think that they asked for her exit ticket. Oh, okay. That's which how it she started. did not have. So, so, if you, so if you come into Mexico, you get a visa on arrival. It's actually one of the best countries to come and travel to. You get six month visa, it doesn't cost you anything, and it's really easy to renew. It's a, it's a great place to be an expat, especially if you're in North America. But they give you a little slip at the end that you need to return on your way out. Otherwise, you get charged. Yes. And I think that they said something like, maybe it's in your bag. And Ellen said, I don't know. I didn't completely pack my bag. My sister helped me pack my bag. And you cannot tell somebody at an airport that you didn't pack your own bag. It's like when you go to it's that it's a question they always ask you. Did you pack your bag today? Did you pack today? your bag today? And, and you say yes. You say yes no matter what because otherwise they pull you aside and proceed to take every single thing out of your luggage, which is what happened to my aunt Ellen. They completely took everything out and it was a whole big thing of mess and just 
clothes and stuff everywhere. Poor Ellen, who doesn't fly a lot. Poor Ellen. Has she been to Mexico before? Never been to Mexico Doesn't speak Spanish. Doesn't speak Spanish. She's in a little room by herself, getting absolutely every inch of her bag. Interrogated. Interrogated, torn apart. And she lost her uh, seat on the plane. Uh, And then when they arrived... The flight was delayed. I don't know if it was because of her debacle. We, are, <laughs> we will not take responsibility for that. But their flight was delayed getting in, so they missed their connecting flight to St. Louis. So they had to get a hotel room in Houston. And I don't know what was going on in Houston that day, but apparently all the hotel rooms were completely booked out. I'm going to crazy conference. So they had to stay at the shittiest motel room that was apparently filthy and it was a smoking room and she is not a smoker and if you're if you're not a smoker and you stay in a smoking hotel room you know you know it's got that smell to it it's so stale Mm. it's i mean that smell will never leave that room you can't i mean it actually it actually ingrains itself in the fabric it actually permeates paint yeah in the wall you can't get rid of it and my dear Aunt Ellen is a bit of a germaphobe. She doesn't like dirt and germs and all that. And apparently this place was freaking filthy, like just dirty. It was filthy on a good day for someone who doesn't mind germs. Yeah. Let alone... Let alone Ellen. So apparently it was just this awful experience. And uh, what are you going to do? Sorry, Ellen. But she made it home and she was fine. And, she, yeah. <laughs> and at the end of the day, like most of our stories... People are fine. Yes, like most of our stories, not all of them. Not all of them. Sometimes <laughs> people are not okay. Yeah, but mostly they are. I'd say across the board, most of our stories have a. I was gonna. I wasn't gonna say happy ending, but a resolution ending, like where they don't die. Like hope at the end. Hope. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Some people do die in the stories, though. Mm. Yes, that's true. We try to avoid. But, you know, we got to tell these stories as they are. Yeah, exactly. You know, when shit goes wrong on the road, it doesn't discriminate. Sometimes it works out in your favor. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you die. Hopefully we can learn a little bit from every story. Yes. So from today, we learned (laughs) that you should tell people you've packed your bag unless you're an international drug smuggler. (laughs) Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, you should go the right way down one-way streets. Yes. You should always keep your key and stick to the amount of people that are supposed to be on the golf cart. You should get to the airport early and not with one minute to spare. Or you, <coughs> Mom, should, Dad. Or you should forget the shirt. Forget <laughs> the shirt, Dad. Forget the shirt. Forget the shirt. Uh, you should never stop dancing, though. Never stop dancing, never Jillian. Stop dancing, never Jillian. stop twerking. Even if some old Mexican lady chokes you out, never yeah. stop dancing. Never stop dancing. That's just a great lesson in life. Yes. And you should always just drink beers. And don't stop believing. And don't stop believing. Which was our my favorite moment from the wedding. Our very last song, Don't Stop Believing by Journey, when we were hoisted into the air by God knows who, and we were looking around at all of our friends and they were all singing at us, and it was a beautiful 50 moment. 50-odd people on the dance floor, lights flashing, everybody's sweaty, shirts are open. It was a beautiful moment. It was amazing. And on that note, I think we should wrap up. Let's wrap up. Well, we've, gone, we've been going at it for like over 45 minutes. Mm, wow. We milked a bit out of this wedding. We did milk it. And we're going to keep on milking it. Uh, we'll be milking. For us, anyway. Yeah. We have another week in Mexico, so we're going to be filming, recording our next episode in Mexico, but we're going to get back to our old format. Thank you guys for listening to this. Next week, we will stick 
to we'll get back to in the news because I mean there's been some crazy stuff in the news. I've actually got a list of things that I wanted to talk about today, but we didn't get to. Wow. But I uh, haven't been looking at the news at all. Okay. Well, next week we're going to get back into in the news. We're going to talk about we're going to jump back into our old story format where Christine tells me a story and I tell her one and we surprise each other and you guys with the crazy tales from the road where shit goes wrong and everybody doesn't die, hopefully. <laughs> um, but we thank you for listening to us. Remember that you can get in contact with us. How, Christine? On social media. I don't know. Maybe you've heard of it. Yeah, you ever heard of it? At Not So Bon Voyage. On Twitter and Instagram, or you can hit us up on our website, notsobonvoyage.com. We put all our show notes And we might even throw up a few photos from the wedding up there. We definitely will. We definitely will. So we thank you for joining us on this very special wedding. We thank you for taking the time to listen all the way to the end if you're still listening and bearing with us over the last couple of weeks where we took a little bit of a break. We can promise you, though, that we're going to keep this podcast pumping and rolling full steam ahead every Monday like clockwork. We might not ever take a break again. Never. Never again. And remember, guys... Be safe on the road, and if you're not, make sure you tell us about it. Bye, bitches. Bye, bitches.